Welcome to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast with Rick Fox. We're here to talk about all things insurance, including current events, trends, and strategies for success for independent agencies and carriers. Each episode provides listeners with tips and tricks you can immediately implement from Rick and other leaders from across the industry. And now, here's Rick. Welcome back to another episode of the Vertifor Insurance Podcast, the VIP. I'm the host, Rick Fox, and today, yes, you guessed it, it's another insure rant. All right, so I want to give a little shout out to my man, Dylan Braun, my producer on this, this show, my, uh, my hype man, the guy that gets me all excited and ready to do this, keeps me in line. Also, everybody else on our team back at Vertifor that's putting this together, making us sound good, or at least not making us sound bad. So thanks to all the people internally that work on this. I will start this with how I usually end and say, do me this solid. I need you to go to wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to this podcast. Also go to vertifor.com, go to the resources tab, click on podcasts and subscribe there as well. That's uh, another way to be part of our community. And what's interesting about what I just said about community is that's where some of my topics come from. So this is something that keeps coming up in conversation is our topic for today. And the topic is personal relationships. People are always in our industry talking about it. Well, what's your differentiator at your agency? Well, it's our relationships. It's our service. It's the way we treat people. It's, it's, blah, blah, blah. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but it's the same thing. And so what I thought I would do, since I've had this conversation with so many people that it's a countless number is, is start to kind of, or at least give you my perspective. This is my insurance on the power of personal relationships. Okay. So first I, I want to start with defining to me, what does a personal relationship mean in our industry? What does it mean in our business? And it's the easy parts, right? It's the, I'm nice to you on the phone. I give you a quote fast. If you call me, I give you what you need. If that's an ID card or a change in your policy or a cert or whatever you need, I do that. And that's part of the relationship. And we all know some producers that have been around for, you know, their experience seasoned, and they have done such an amazing job of creating relationships that you feel pretty safe thinking that customer is always gonna be with that producer. And that's great retention. That's a great relationship. I wanna take it a little more like strategic. Like how do we tactically get there? And I hope this is kind of a, a guiding light for you to, to maybe take back to the way you do your job, the way you communicate with your customers, the way you communicate with anyone and maybe even change the expectation that you have as a customer in some other part of your life. All right. So to me, a personal relationship just means that interaction and however you define it, that's up to you because we have a relationship. You listen to my podcast. We spend time putting this podcast together. We have a certain relationship, but what do you want your relationship to look like with your customers? What does your relationship need to look like so that your customer is happy you are in a position to be successful and that continues for a very long time. You build loyalty, you build retention and out of that comes what? More money, more success, 
uh, more of whatever that is, but that's how you build a, a meaningful relationship. All right, so I'm gonna break this down into four things. Okay, number one, starts with, ends with, begins, everything, it be, it's customer's needs. All right, so I'm gonna break that down. What does your customer need? And you've heard me say a million times, Today's modern consumer is so much different than they were a year ago, three years ago, 10 years ago. So let me say this. I'm going to give you like the kind of the bullets on it. First and foremost is understanding what they want. How do I do that? That's a customer's need. What do they want? What do they deserve? What are they entitled to? What are they expecting is the word I want to use. So first and foremost, it's listen. You have to be willing to listen to them. You have to be willing to not just when I say listen, I don't mean like you aren't listening to music when they're on the phone or you're skimming their email. You're really dug in. You really want to help. You're really trying to figure out a way that you can do that. The only way that starts is with listening. Okay. So if we're doing that, then what's next? Number two on this list for customer needs is be someone who can help and support them. Meaning you better have some subject matter expertise. You better have the ability to solve problems, especially in our industry, where so many times when they need the help is a really bad situation. Car accident. Somebody broke into their home. Your house, got, God forbid, their house is on fire. Or like what happened most recently in Boulder, Colorado, where all of a sudden there were a thousand homes gone. They need us to be the person they can lean on. That's a relationship. That's the expectation. The other side to that is I haven't heard from my agent in 10 years and I just keep paying him. Don't be that. Here's the next piece. And this is hard because we look at the almighty dollar and we think, okay, if I could get this person to buy their homeowners, then I would double up because I'd have their car and their home and that would be better not only for retention because it's stickier, but I make more money. That is true. But look at the big picture and not just the quick buck. Are you doing right by that customer? Because if that's the case, you should also have their RV and their rental property and an umbrella, which makes you more money. But don't think about it in those terms. Think about it in a big picture. Look at every person as an opportunity to build a relationship where you are their trusted advisor, where you're the one that they turn to if they need help, if they buy something new, if they have a question, they go to your website because they know they're going to find the answers they need. So look at the big picture. And then this is one that gets lost a little bit and it will also kind of carry over into the second one. But the last piece of customer needs is be their internal champion. What do I mean by that? It's very easy to pick up the phone and say, hey, what's going on, Bill? Yeah, it sounds like you had a claim. Let me get you over to claims. Here's the number. That's fine. And a lot of carriers handle it that way. And I'm just using one example. But be the internal champion means you're following up. You're making sure that not only is Bill okay, that the situation is handled, that the, the claims adjuster in this particular example has reached out in a timely manner. Anything they need that's on the inside, whether it's in the agency, at the carrier level, whatever they need, you need to be involved. If you're a producer, if you're a CSR, whatever your role is, as soon as they come to you, 
Don't just toss it over the fence to someone else. Make sure that that cycle gets completed and that customer is like, wow, that was great. I had a bad thing happen. Again, the claim example. And, you know, my agent Dylan took care of me. And they remember that. The rate goes up 10% next year. That's all right. It's Dylan. He's my guy. He took care of me. I'm all right. What's the opposite of that? I had a horrible experience with them and now they want more money. So be the internal champion. Walk it through the whole process. Set yourself a reminder. God forbid Rick's going to talk about planning again, but plan ahead, be organized and say 30 days from now, remind me that I need to check in with Bill a week from now, whatever your cadence is, set that up. All right. So that's kind of just a quick snapshot into the first bucket, which is customer needs. What do they need? Think that through. What do they expect? How do I solve that? Okay. Number two, follow through. So this is like that two-edged sword right here because it's one thing to have the conversation, to send the email, to communicate with them, but you can actually do more harm than good if you don't, if you act as if you care, like up front, let's say you act as if like, I got you, I'm, I'm going to take care of this for you, but don't complete the cycle. So that's why I said it's connected to be their internal champion. But you need to have that in your mind. Think about it. if you never call them, and you never do anything, that's bad. If you call them and tell them how great it is to be a part of your world, part of your insurance community, and then you say, oh yeah, you had a claim. Let me just, let me take care of that. I, I have you. I'm going to make sure you're okay. And then don't. That's like a double negative. That's like a, the, the worst case scenario. So you have to follow through. And with follow through also comes consistency. And that's the other piece to this. How consistent are you? Are you having a 2022 early in the year cross-sell campaign where you blast them with emails and if they, they respond to you, you might get them a quote or are you consistently sending out an email or a text message or calling them or having your automated system do things in the background consistently that's following through on your promise to be a value-added, loyal relationship that they have with you, their insurance agent. So number two is follow-through. So number one, customer needs. Number two, follow-through. Number three, and I use this one internally at Vertifor with my sales teams, and it is what is your why? And I have two parts to that or two questions you have to answer. Number one, why should this person choose my agency. Why us? Can you answer that right now? Well, we have good service. Yes. Yeah, so does that agency down the street. Why you challenge yourself to feel like you can not only answer that question, but then live up to whatever your answer is. That's your why. And it ties very directly to the second or B to this one, which is why do I do what I do? And if you answer this one in a way that I'm hoping you do, which is because I really want to help my customers because I can look in the mirror every morning and say, I like what I do. I'm helping people. And that drives you. Then your customer needs your follow through and all of those things should just fall right into place. So why do you do what you do? That's your second why. First, why, why should a customer do business with you and your agency Two, why do I do what I do? Think it through. I'm hoping that you, maybe you have never asked yourself that question and you go, 
because I love what I do because I love this industry and I love helping people in their time of need. And I want to continue to do that. And so I want to make sure I'm acknowledging what my customer needs. I want to be consistent and follow through. That's my why. And sometimes that why answers your first why, which is why should they do business with you? And that could be your answer. But you got to look yourself in the mirror and you've got to ask those questions. What is your why? Hopefully that makes sense because this one to me is pretty much shampoo, rinse, repeat anywhere in the business world. Do you truly know and understand why you are either working at this company you're working at because this company does what for your, for their customers and why you specifically do what you do. That's the power of personal relationships right there. It isn't because you picked up the phone and smiled and your voice sounded nice. It isn't because you sent them a birthday card. It's because you know that you can be their trusted advisor. It's because you hopefully love the fact that you don't sell vacuum cleaners, but you protect them and all of their, their entire world because you're an expert, because you care, because that's the relationship you've created. So I think that's a really powerful one right there. All right. And the fourth one, finally, is make sure you're doing your best to create a roadmap or guidebook for what your relationship with customers in 2022 looks like. So the first three are like, here's what it looks like, or here's what they are, and now we put it into play. All right, what is my guidebook? What is my roadmap? Think of it in these terms, like self-service. The misnomer by so many agencies out there is that if I have a portal on my website or a way that people can reach me through my, through my website, through an app, through a service center that I'm going to lose my personal touch. Nothing could be farther from the truth. We have a product called InsureLink. It's a portal. It's a customer portal. We have so many people that would rather for the meaningless, I need an ID card moments, just go to a portal and do it themselves. So what does that do internally for your group, for your people, for you? It gives you back more time. You're not, we, we, we have agencies that have shown that they are spending 30, 40, 45% of their time with busy work, ID cards, endorsements, responding to a response to a response. And the agencies that are using self-service as a tool, because again, 2022, people want the ability to self-serve. Think of yourself. We go to Amazon, we buy stuff. I don't need to call someone. I just click, click, buy. Just one example. These people that are, the agencies that are using this, their people have so much more time in their day to do more insurance stuff, to handle their customer needs, to follow through, to put their why into place. Think about that. If I had 40% of my day back and I wasn't doing busy work because a customer calling you and asking for an ID card and you getting them that ID card, that's not a relationship, but you creating a situation 
where if that customer wants to just go online and get his, her ID card, they can. And then they have a real question and you, and it doesn't take you two days to get back to them. That's the magic. So having that roadmap, getting that roadmap in place. And I just use self-service as one example. Customer needs, go back to that, follow through, go back to that, and really, really define your why. I don't want this to be too long. It doesn't need to be all drawn out. But I think the power of personal relationships is the power to be successful at your job, to be happy and content with what you're doing on a daily basis and to feel like you have the rhythm you need to build those deep, loyal, powerful, personal relationships. Hopefully that is just at least a glimpse. Hopefully you jotted notes down and there's a few things in there that you can take back to your day, back to your job and say, customer comes first, deeper relationships, A, B, C, go. Hopefully that helps. I, I cannot tell you how many times it comes up in conversations, relationships, insurance. It's a relationship business. We separate ourselves with service and relationships. Now we have, in this case, if you use it, a guidebook, a roadmap. 2022, we're into it now. Every day we need to be getting a little bit better. And I think this is a great way to give yourself a look in the mirror and see, are you taking advantage of the power of the personal relationship? Answering the phone, kicking out ID cards, that's a job. Having a personal relationship, that's building loyalty. And that's a big difference. And that's what our customers expect today. And frankly, they expect that in many different ways. It doesn't have to be a phone call. It doesn't have to be an email. It might be, could be a text, could be a self-service portal. You got to figure that out. Good luck with that. I'm hoping that this helped. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Like I said, having this topic was from all the people I've talked to, a few of the notes on LinkedIn that I got that said this, like, we believe in relationships, or what do you think of relationships in the, in the industry? There you go. That's my two cents on it. That's our insurance. I hope that it worked for you. I hope there's something there. Do not forget to connect with me on LinkedIn. If you send me a note, I promise I will respond. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. As I mentioned before, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Vertifor Insurance Podcast, and tune in next Thursday for a brand new episode. You can find more episodes at vertifor.com under the Resources tab or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe and join in on the conversation on LinkedIn and Twitter at Vertifor.